0: As a reminder to all of our Empaths Without Borders listeners out there, Sarah and I are not mental health professionals.
1: Although we're professional other ways.
0: (laughs) And this podcast is not meant to be clinical advice. Uh, This is just our own perspective and our own inner work that we have done. And we hope that you enjoy regardless. Hey y'all, and welcome back to "Empass Without Borders." This is the podcast where we make your problems our problems. I am one of your hosts, Jency,
1: and I'm Sarah.
0: How are you, Sarah?
1: <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was um, I was just telling Sarah before we started recording that I was at the I was at the gym, but um. Like, parking was impossible. I had to park, like, way far away from the gym. Closer to my house, but far away from the gym. Because, like, I, I don't know, it just feels like everybody for the last couple days has been just driving to school and parking on campus.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but surprisingly, um, for the first week of school, I haven't really had actual classes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because, like, my Tuesday, Thursday classes both went completely virtual. For the first couple weeks. Um, But then on Wednesday we had a big... I don't even know. I I don't even want to call it like an ice storm. I don't know what it was. like. There was like probably a quarter inch of ice just covering like every surface here. And even like my car, I had to like kind of chisel out the door (laughs) frame to get into it. And then just like sheets of ice were just like falling off of my car as it was warming up. It was really intense. Um but Wednesday we had like just a crazy amount of ice all over campus, like black ice all over campus and it was hilarious watching people <laughs> try to like get to class because my first class is at 9, so I got up. Um well, luckily somebody in my program had texted and was like just so you guys are all aware, it's really really icy cuz I was planning on riding my bike. I would have died. <laughs> if I rode my bike, I'm just going to like, I like full stop, I would have like fallen into traffic and died because it was, it was so slick. Like I fa- I fell immediately coming out of my house and mm-hmm. then I just kept like, I kept slipping and falling, but everybody was slipping and falling. Right. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, but then eventually I was just started like ice skating basically. Um, and I was just like, I should just get a huge box fan and just have it like push me right. to campus. Like a, um, like yeah. a, what is it, like the swamp boat things that they have? Right,
1: <laughs> the airboats.
0: Yeah, that's what, that's what I should have done, honestly, because once I started doing that, I was like, oh, this is this is okay.
1: <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: It was, yeah. So anyways, then they canceled my two other classes that I had on Wednesday, but I w- and then they canceled the um, classes on Thursday uh, that started before 10. So I only had, like, half of my classes this week.
1: <laughs> oh, that's weird.
0: Maybe it was a good like good like navigation, um, like gradual navigation into the semester again. But
1: yeah. Well, I'm gonna let okay. you talk for just a second because Scout, I forgot to let her back in before we started and now she's out there. Oh Scout. she's been entertaining. We have electricians out there today. <laughs> oh it's gosh. Hilarious. Because she went out there and she's all sweet. And so they keep like every couple minutes I see him get off the ladder and like pet her. Oh, because she's like,
0: pay attention to me. Pay attention like, to me. Hey. <laughs> they're like, oh, this dog is so cute.
1: <laughs> so oh I'll be right back. Okay.
0: Um, so while Sarah is getting little scout from outside, I'll kind of introduce our topic a little bit. So Sarah wanted to talk about sleep um, and specifically how sleep kind of affects our bodies and so I think that you know just initially maybe we can both talk a little bit about our relationship with sleep <laughs> Oh, because sleep and I have a very complicated relationship if we were <laughs> if we were a Facebook official it would be it's complicated <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> I guess i never thought of it
0: as a relationship um i mean it's one of the most important relationships of your life if you think I, about yeah, it yeah i guess so um how much you spend so much of your time sleeping and it's so important for yeah. so many bodily functions but <laughs>
1: well i let's see i like sleep a lot <laughs> yeah and before I had kids, I was like, I don't know how people manage with kids. Cause I need like nine or 10 hours a night. And then I spent like 12 years without sleeping and I'm still here today. Oh, I've survived, <laughs> but there were several years where it was like, it got to be where I literally only get a couple hours a night and I seem to do fine, but now I'm back to sleeping through the night. So I'm enjoying that piece. But I guess in the past year or two, I've noticed it's a little bit less common for like it's not a sure thing that I'm just going to get a hard sleep every night. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, I think we've
0: talked a, we've talked a little bit. I've talked a little bit on previous episodes about just my relationship with sleep. And if people, if people know me, they know that I'm just like, I'm just like chronically sleep deprived, like all the time. Um, (laughs) I just like, I just have an issue with sleep and I think it's actually more to do, like, it's more of an issue with anxiety. Cause, um, when like I'm, I'll be tired, but then when it comes to actually sleeping, I just get like the racing thoughts and like, especially like the, um, I'll start thinking back to all of the conversations that I had mm-hmm. that day and thinking like, okay, why could it like, Oh my gosh, this could have gone so much better. Like, why didn't I do this? Why did I didn't, why didn't I do this? Like always kind of like the what ifs. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't have a great relationship with sleep, but I am working on it. I will say, okay. good. It's, it's a working progress like me.
1: <laughs> so basically today is going to be Jensie's, um, Consult with functional medicine. Oh, it. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought it was, I thought it was, I, I, I thought you were going to say intervention.
1: <laughs> no, it's like your appointment and we'll just share it publicly. Perfect. I do know just from classes
0: that I've taken in the past. I mean, I know that, I know that sleep is super important because mm-hmm. I know that it like, not only does it increase like your mental health, but I know that sleep is really important. Um like when it comes to chronic sleep deprivation, it can have effects like on your cellular level. Like right. with your like telomeres in your DNA, it can yes. if you're like chronically sleep deprived, I know that it can literally age you.
1: <laughs> yeah. And So yeah, we can talk through like all the reasons because again, So I always come from a standpoint of like, there's almost always some underlying reason. Most people were just like, oh, we can't sleep. We'll take a sleep aid and and just try to fix the symptom of it. But almost always there's some underlying reason why. So we can kind of knock out the easy, like you want to start at this point and then get into the more nuanced ideas of what it could mean. So if you're finding yourself having to medicate or even like the latest, greatest is like taking melatonin at night to like calm down Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well that's natural. But most people who do that find then, if they don't do it, they can't sleep and they still get some kind of, um, I wouldn't say necessarily addiction to it, but it's still just kind of Addressing the symptoms instead of the reason why you can't sleep. Yeah. And alcohol, you know, is known to like make you really sleepy, but then typically you have a pretty restless night. After you fall asleep, like the first round of sleep. Yeah, so.
0: Cause okay, so for people who don't know, like melatonin is something that our body like naturally produces,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's ways, there's like tips and tricks that you can use to try to prompt your body to release the melatonin naturally.
1: Mm.
0: Right, right. Sarah? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like if if that's even the real issue, Mm -hmm. which I think 90% of the time it might not be, but even if that was the issue of like, oh, I'm not producing enough melatonin, the answer really isn't to like supplement your way into that. It's to be like, why isn't my body producing the right levels in order for me to sleep? So to kind of start from the top, like one of the most you know, it's like addressing a computer problem. Like first, make sure it's plugged in. <laughs> okay, or so unplug it and reset. So what what would be resetting in this situation? <laughs> so, are you intaking a lot of caffeine, and at what times? Okay, so I think I mentioned this. I'm taking a caffeine
0: break right now. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess like I haven't come. I. Maybe a coffee break because um, I have like some green tea Mm -hmm. sometimes, but that's like really about it. And I always, I can never really, I have to stop consuming caffeine before like 1 p.m. Because like there's been times like even like, because there's some things I don't really think of like soda having caffeine in it, but it does, right? It does. And so there's been, there's been times when like, I've like had, like, I don't have soda often at all, but, or like, even like black tea, like if Mm -hmm. I go out and have like dinner with somebody and I have like tea, um, like iced tea, I don't really think about it having caffeine, but then I definitely notice like even that little bit, I'm just like,
1: crap. Yeah. So so the hierarchy is like, typically coffee has the most Mm -hmm. black teas up there. Coca-Cola, you know, the caffeinated sodas, green tea has, has some, and some people are sensitive to it, but it's pretty minor compared to anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, chocolate, the interesting thing about chocolate is often, you know, people notice like, oh, I can't have chocolate past one or three. Cause it keeps me up. And the level of caffeine in the chocolate is not very much. It's actually the theobromide. That's what I was gonna say. Theobromide. I'm very sensitive to theobromide. Oh, interesting. In a way, more so than caffeine. Do you know what theobromide means?
0: Like in Latin. Three bromides. No, (laughs) it means (laughs) no. (laughs) It means uh, either drink of the gods or food of the gods. Because um, when the Spanish conquistadors came to Mexico, um, I mean the Aztecs used to like drink co- like drink chocolate instead of okay. like eat chocolate. Um, there's also like a really interesting. This is like going a little bit off topic, but um, there's actually a really interesting um, like history about like how chocolate like got its name and how it like became like integrated into European society but there was like a big debate in the Catholic church about whether or not it constituted a drink or a food
1: <laughs> oh interesting yeah anyways so yeah so you're very anyways, sensitive so, to theobromide so if you find yourself like chocolate keeps you awake there's really not a lot of caffeine in it but it's the theobromide and like if I have dark chocolate Even during the day, like I get really shaky Mm -hmm. and just like over, it feels like super over caffeinated, but it's actually that. Um, so you really want to be sure that's out of your system as well as alcohol. If you're really trying to reset your sleep, because alcohol Mm -hmm. again, makes you feel sleepy at first. And then like, I'll notice if I have, especially certain kinds of wine, affects me differently but then I'll wake up at like one in the morning and not be able to sleep very well after but it like knocked me out really quickly and I slept hard but then I wake up and I'm very restless Mm -hmm.
0: which is just that's it's just really interesting because I mean alcohol used to be what doctors would prescribe they would prescribe like a brandy before bed to help people sleep and yeah like on the surface it seems like maybe it would cause you to, like, fall asleep, but it actually, you're not getting into those deep levels of, like, healing sleep that you need when you have alcohol.
1: Right. Yeah. So, those are two big ones. Um, I don't really,
0: I don't drink a ton of alcohol. Um. I only, yeah, I really don't drink a lot of alcohol. I stop drinking caffeine before one. Okay. When I'm not so taking that- a
1: coffee break (laughs) and usually it might take your body a few days or weeks to kind of reset with that um another big problem and I know we've probably all heard this but kind of just like blow it off because it's so perpetual in society is bright screens or lights before bed Mm -hmm. and that's probably one of the big things
0: yeah especially the um
1: the blue lights. Yes. So turning off, like on one hand, it seems counterintuitive because like you can watch a show before bed and you get sleepy. And so then you're like, this is perfect. Cause I have just like calm myself down, but the, the screen lights, mm-hmm. especially looking at our phones before bed can cause a problem. You want to make sure you take away other bright lights, like Like, we'll have something in our room and you don't even realize it, but then you turn off all the lights and the little red light from the computer is just, like, glowing up your room and that can actually affect your sleep.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that that doesn't have to do, like, with, like, the the melatonin in your brain gets released when it's dark. Yes. And then as soon as, as, like, and, like, as soon as, like, light reaches your eyes, then it shuts off the production of the melatonin. I know that for my
1: anatomy classes. (laughs) If you think about it, our bodies still need the circadian rhythm of the world. So it gets light, we go to sleep when it's dark, like that's the natural rhythm. But when the second we introduce artificial lights, we're throwing it off. So we're like tricking our minds. So I definitely want to add this to our podcast list, but I just finished this book called resetting your child's brain about doing a, like taking away electronic screens and what it does to kids' brains. And we just started doing this in our house a couple days ago, but what it has to do with sleep is, um, let me see if I can find what happens.
0: Um, well, I guess while you're looking for that, um, you know, cause, cause you guys had talked to me and you're like, you should do this with us. Cause like the adults in your family, um, are trying to cut out, like maybe like the way that you, that it was like presented to me was like, quote unquote, like unproductive things from your, mm-hmm. um, from your routine or, um. I guess, like, some things that you guys were, you know, trying to maybe reduce was, like, social media or games games on your phone and stuff like that. And I guess I'll just, like, kind of, again, while you're looking, um, I actually, I mean, I, you guys asked me if I wanted to do that, and I said that I was just not really interested in that at this time, um, mostly because I have been pretty good about stopping my screen time, um, before, like I stop like, you know, like an hour before I want to go to bed. Um, and I guess for me, I don't necessarily feel the need to be productive all the time. Um, and those things that I feel that maybe some people would think are like unproductive, like Netflix or Hulu or just, um, like shows, TV shows, um, Mm -hmm. even like games and stuff like that. Um, I do find that those are really helpful for my mental health because it allows me to kind of like take a break from having my brain just on all the time. Um, and I think that like with most things it's about balance and, uh, I guess I would, I would rather try to work out and try to find that balance rather than do a detox for like, I think I said, like, like four weeks. Um, I guess I would rather just try to work out a better balance for myself, just like by making smaller adjustments rather than making like big ones, I guess. Gotcha. Did you find it?
1: Kind of. um, There's a bunch of not only screens at night, but just screens in general and how they disrupt kids' brains. Um, This says just both natural and artificial light relate information to the brain and impact your circadian rhythm. Um, When the brain's exposed to the unnaturally bright light of electronic screens, the sleep signal hormone melatonin is suppressed and biorhythms are disrupted. Additionally, light from screens tends to be rich in blue tones, which are disruptive because blue light mimics daylight. Low melatonin is linked to depression and inflammatory states such as cancer and autism, as well as alterations in hormone function, including reproductive hormones. Light at night is associated with other hormonal abnormalities such as low growth hormone. These changes in biorhythms and melatonin production result in poor sleep quality because the body does not enter the deeper phases of the sleep cycle as often or as long. studies show that when screen exposure delays the onset of sleep suppresses rem sleep and prevents the body temperature from dropping to levels of supportive deep sleep um and sorry what was this book again it's called reset your child's brain by dr victoria dunkley okay and so i guess oh continue A 2010 sleep study conducted at JFK Medical Center showed that over half of the children who used electronic media at night not only suffered sleep problems, but mood and cognitive problems during the day. Other studies have linked light at night from electronics to depression and suicidality, and some speculate that disrupted circadian rhythms lead to low serotonin levels. Okay.
0: Um, So I guess like how has that been going for you guys so far I know that you guys just kind of started it but how have your kids been yeah it's
1: pretty much as predicted based on the kids so I do want to do like a whole thing on it because I want to explain this book is really good at like kind of bringing up the research and how you know for all of our brains but especially kids brains that are developing how detrimental you know it's interesting because she doesn't even really get into content at all just like the effects of flashing lights and different bright lights and um what do you mean she
0: things? doesn't get into content
1: like oh, oh what like what they're watching. watching oh okay yeah i was like, confused oh, i was like i was like sarah porn or something like
0: sarah i was like sarah that is content like her talking about that stuff is still content no, I, was like, I don't understand what, what you're content talking
1: about of what they're watching gotcha and she actually said the more interactive the media it the more it messes with your brain, Hmm. which I would have thought is opposite, like the passive, like watching TV. Um, So if you really need to like decompress, like you were talking about, like she recommends like actually like the old school TV watching from a distance, like a sitcom is actually fairly benign compared Hmm. to anything interactive. And screen size actually matters quite a bit. So if you can actually watch it on a TV screen, like that's several feet away versus on your phone, that you're watching the same movie. Um,
0: when, I guess I'm just like, when did um, this book come out? Like when was it released?
1: It, let's see. 2015. OK.
0: I'd be really interested to see kind of um, some of like, I think like maybe some, um, what am am I looking for? I would like to see like if there's been any changes in that or if there's like more evidence to support that or not. Right. Um, Because I do think it's really interesting. I also like, it's like... I guess for me, I think it's um, the thing that I find the most interesting about it is that, or I guess like not interesting, but I guess it's like a question to ponder is how do you balance that information um, with knowing that so much of our world is consumed now through right. screens? Like, Which is even, a great like,
1: question to address. It's just like, yeah, and just like, next I think podcast.
0: yeah. I just, I just think it's like really interesting to like, think about, Oh my gosh, my, my mic. Almost yeah. Fell over. Well, that's <laughs> a
1: big argument is like, well, that's culture now. And, and like one of the big pieces of resistance I've had as well, I don't like screens and I don't think they're healthy. Like it's just part of culture now. Yeah. And, and like you have to deal with and like teach kids how to deal with, but
0: exactly. And like, if you just completely, if you don't have like any screens for kids, like, whatsoever, um, there's, like, some real skills that are ne- are going to be necessary for them um, yeah, going into and- school in, like, the working field, you know what I mean? Right. Which, yeah, we can
1: talk about. That's just, it's just interesting. So back to, so screens can definitely play a big factor, and it's pretty basic stuff of, like, any type mm-hmm. of artificial light is going to disrupt your natural circadian rhythm. Is kind of a long and short of it. And even, and it might not even necessarily be the light at night kind of stuff. It could be all of your exposure during the day. And so everybody kind of handles that differently. So you want to be aware, like how much you're exposing yourself to um, artificial light.
0: I think it also is really interesting cause just kind of thinking about, um, cause I know that I can't remember, I think it was the university of Arizona or it came from Arizona. There was like a study on how, um, cause you know, so many, like so much work is now going virtual because of the pandemic and just mm-hmm. like, just in general. And then on top of that, like schools have been doing a lot more online classes and, um, This article, it actually wasn't talking about, or, like, this study, it actually wasn't talking about um, that, like, increased amount of screen time. It was actually talking about um, having your video on versus off when you were doing, uh, like, Zoom calls. And um, how having your video off actually reduced, like, brain fatigue by a pretty significant amount. Which that's just really interesting because I think that, I mean, if you think about it, like if I didn't have my, if I'm in class and I don't have my video on, I don't have to be like on. Also, I just like hate looking at myself on Zoom. (laughs) So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like, uh, they're just like decreasing the amount of self-loathing that people have. Okay. So screens, we talked about
1: coffee, alcohol. The next one I would say is blood sugar levels. Oh, interesting. Okay. So if you have, if you eat a lot of carbohydrates and you kind of are in that sugar burn and ups and downs and like, you know, an easy way to explain it is say, if all you have for breakfast is cereal, you notice that you're instantly hungry. Like you're famished within an hour of eating breakfast but if you have Mm -hmm. like bacon and eggs you typically can last several hours before you're like oh i'm kind of hungry and that's because it's like total sugar your body quickly burns through it and then it crashes Mm -hmm. and you have all kinds of blood sugar spikes so sometimes if you're waking up in the night especially if you feel hungry it's a blood sugar issue and the recommendation for me would be just like trying to eat more proteins and fats and fewer carbs throughout the day and start leveling out your blood sugar so that it's not spiking and crashing during the night.
0: Okay, so then another question because I've heard, I don't know if this is like has to do anything with sleep though, but I've heard that you should try to stop eating well i've it's it's always it's weird because it's like it's like this really arbitrary time of like you should stop eating before 8 like that's when mm-hmm. you should stop eating but i don't know if that's like like what like is it based off of when you go to bed
1: initially i mean that's a little bit arbitrary but i i would think it's more to do with the circadian rhythms too so if you're really following a natural like sleep cycle then your digestive system's also going to be following that, Mm -hmm. so you don't want to be eating when your body's like in shutdown mode. That being said, like, um, oh, another thing just off, not off topic, but about sleep is that the, the hours before midnight actually count more than the hours after midnight. (laughs) So, (laughs) well, crap. (laughs) So if you're like, well I get seven hours, it's one AM to eight AM Your body's gonna be more fatigued than it's if it's the seven hours from nine PM to four AM.
0: I guess like what's the what's the I guess thought behind that?
1: Circadian rhythm.
0: (laughs) But like but like isn't people's aren't is blah blah blah. Isn't people's circadian rhythm like based on them
1: no it's based on the natural light
0: but like how does that how does that get affected by like i mean we don't get a
1: ton of light (laughs) but you're still exposed daily unless you're like in a cave Mm -hmm. your body still is picking up and it's still in tune with what is happening on the earth I guess and I do right. have,
0: um, I have these like weird alien lights for my plants. Cause I don't get enough sunlight in my room without them. Mm-hmm. And those turn on, um, you, that's why my, that's why my screen's always purple, Sarah. Oh, I don't know you okay. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know I, that. <laughs> mm. They are. Um, and those have like, it's really interesting because they're purple, but they have a mix of red and blue lights. Okay. Hence why they're purple, because those two colors together make purple. (laughs) Color theory with
1: (laughs) Gintzy. There's your primary color lesson for today. Um, But those do turn on, those do
0: turn on um, technically before my alarm goes off every morning. Okay. So I don't know if that is... um, I don't know if that affects it my
1: circadian it, rhythm or not could. but it's typically more healthy to get you know to bed before midnight because those hours just count they almost count double is what some studies i've read <laughs> well <So.
0: laughs> that's uh not encouraging i am a night owl it's really hard for me to go to i just get more stuff done
1: in the evening yeah Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's going to be a little bit different of like, I like to stay up later, but typically it's not a healthy, it would, it wouldn't be so much a natural pattern to like, I'm up half the night and then I'm really tired. Like Mm -hmm. your body's going to always feel fatigued, even if you're technically getting the same amount of sleep. It's just not the natural pattern. The same with like, you know if you work the night shift obviously we need people to do that but it is mm-hmm. hell on your body yeah no matter how much we need like a doctor to be up at night it still isn't good for that person no matter how much they try to get sleep during the day because it's just not natural Our i bodies think are like, not built like that i kind of think um
0: i don't think she'll ever listen to this but I kind of think of my mom in a lot, like, with that stuff. Because she's, like, worked graveyard shifts for, I mean, since I was a young child. And, Mm. you know, she says that it's better for her. And on top of that, whenever she tries to go, like, get back into, like, a normal sleep pattern, she almost always gets sick.
1: Mm, Interesting. And
0: I think it could also be that, and I've told her this before um I think that she works too hard sometimes and so then Mm -hmm. when she actually I think it's like a combination of her getting out of her rhythm and trying to get back into that new rhythm and also like she's just going 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 all the time and then Mm -hmm. when she stops it's like her body catches up right and then she gets sick so I don't know I just think that that's really interesting yeah thinking about that but It is. And I've only, I've done like, I've done like a couple of, um, graveyard shifts or like night shifts in a row. I, I'm not made out. I'm not cut out for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not either. Um, so moving along to some more still like physical stuff is if you're just, this isn't so much having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, but sleep apnea can make you feel tired. Um, how do you know that you have sleep apnea? I think if there's really like quote no other reason that you're super tired because it looks like you're getting a good night's sleep and you've done all the things, but you're still like exhausted or, you know, that you snore or um, you wake yourself up because you're not breathing or someone tells you, you hold your breath and then they'll do a sleep study and um, that kind of thing. So um, the The next cool thing, though, besides, like, all this physical stuff, is, like, what it could mean if you wake up at different times of the night. Like, say, you don't have trouble falling asleep, but, like, every morning at 2 in the morning, all of a sudden, you wake up. Is it ghosts? It's ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Obviously, it's ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) no sorry what does it mean (laughs) well so i think all the stuff we've talked about is more about like having trouble falling asleep Mm -hmm. and those would be the first things to do if that's the problem um or like you're you have insomnia and you just can't ever sleep so like dealing with the main things first um it could also be like i would as a nutritionist Again, with the blood sugar, looking at that, how much sugar you're consuming and then um, if you have any amino acid deficiencies, mm, mm-hmm. but then say you fall asleep okay and like I'll have times when for like a week in a row, every night I'll wake up at the same time every day or every morning. So interesting. there's some theories out there. And this is a lot of like Chinese medicine. Mm. So number one is if you have trouble falling asleep between nine and 10 PM, it means you're stressed. Okay. And that kind of is in line with what, like you can't turn off your brain. Yeah. Right. I could not go to sleep at nine or 10. Like (laughs) there's no way. So you can learn to practice sleep meditation. Mm -hmm. and and really it is like that inner work like we've talked about like getting your mind it's not so much like oh my mind just doesn't shut off or my mind's doing all this stuff it's because that's a distraction that it's a coping mechanism your brain has figured out how to do yeah whether it's because of anxiety or you're avoiding something and you have to reteach it like you're And again, I hear all the time, like, well, I just can't sit still or I can't meditate and my brain's always going everywhere. That's a really good red flag that it's a coping mechanism and that you have to relearn how to focus your mind. And if I like to think about it as like going to the gym for the first time.
0: So Mm -hmm, clearly you're not
1: going to be able to do much. But you're not like, well, my body just doesn't know how to run. So I guess I'm not a good runner. I think we've used that metaphor.
0: We used that metaphor in the past when we were talking about like inner work, right? Mm -hmm. That it is kind of like a muscle that you have to
1: continually work out. Right. It's not like your brain is just different and not wired for that. It's then if you can think about it like oh my, like I've just been really out of shape. And so I'm going to have to work harder to do this. But that's kind of like doing the mindfulness. And mm-hmm. when I say mindfulness in this respect, it's like you're just starting to tune in and notice things around you. And and it helps like calm your mind down and then your sleep can take over.
0: Um, one thing that I've been kind of trying to do when it comes to like i guess like handling those like racing thoughts is to and i think i think i covered this before maybe not as explicitly but really trying to think to myself is this thing that i'm worrying about a practical worry Mm -hmm. like is it something that is like i mean okay so for example like climate change that's not something that first of all is like it is a practical worry. but can i do anything about it right no especially at 11 at night exactly like that's not going to be something that i can that i'm going to have control over at 11 o'clock at night um whereas like maybe there's another worry that i have like um people i made a fool of myself like why did I do this thing? Blah, blah, blah. Is that a practical worry? No, because pe- people, people are probably don't even care about what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Right. So that's probably not actually a practical worry. And if it's not a practical worry, then I can not like, I can just let it go. Um, right. so that's been something that I've been really trying to work on, um,
1: in that regard. Okay. Or even just like noticing your thoughts, like an interesting practice is, you know, we can drive ourselves crazy trying to turn off our brain, mm-hmm. which isn't really something you can do. Yeah. But like when thoughts come in, if you start noticing they're coming in, like, mm-hmm. oh, now I'm thinking about this. Okay. I see you, you know, Yeah. give a little nod to it and move on. Exactly.
0: Um, me and a past, well, she was an intern, but we were coworkers in the past. We did like a, like an activity with the kids one time where. Um, I had like a whole bunch of paper, and I like threw individual paper at her, and they were supposed to be like her intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of like held onto it and then like threw it away. It was really funny because the kids were very confused um, <laughs> why I was throwing paper at a coworker. But it was like that's kind of like how I think of it now. Like okay, like I acknowledge that this is a thought that I have, and I can like I can like let it go.
1: Right. Um, okay, so then. Okay, so next? if you wake up between eleven p.m. and one a.m., it can okay. signal emotional disappointment. Okay. According to traditional Chinese medicine, that's when your gallbladder is active, and gallbladders bl- are t- tied to emotions. So there's okay. might be something in your life you're disappointed about, and your body's trying to, like you know we've been talking about repressed emotions at some point it will come out of you and that's might be what's waking you up
0: okay i don't really wake up in the middle of the night to be fair i also don't really go to bed before 11 so maybe that's maybe there <laughs> that's is something maybe there is something happening there
1: so between 1 and 3 means you're angry okay and that's tied to your liver and i do notice this like if i'm really upset And I do finally fall asleep. I almost always wake up between one and three. I guess
0: like there have been a couple of times when I've woken up in that time frame. I don't know if I would classify it as being like anger though. Mm -hmm. It was, I don't know, maybe I just have like a different relationship with anger. I think it was, I think it's more like frustration or like like you said, there can be like disappointment
1: that would wake me up at that yeah. time. But Well, and anger is a complicated emotion, like we've talked about. So Yeah. You know. Um ugh, this dog. Every time we podcast, she's like asleep all day. <laughs> and now she's crying about everything. <sighs> I we should just ignore her. <laughs> She'll just be She did this in the middle that this is, she's why I didn't sleep last night. Were you angry? I was, (laughs) apparently I manifested the dog crying. She, um, I got up to go to the bathroom and then I heard her crying. So I let her out and she did have to go to the bathroom but then I let her back in and she started crying like she is now because she wanted a treat. Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, no. (laughs) So anger is associated with the liver. Okay. And it can unbalance the function of your liver. But again, so anger like you said, it's not necessarily anger's like the secondary emotion, so it's covering up for something else. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense to me. Now, this is the one I like the most. If you wake up between the hours of 3 and 5, you can't get back to sleep. A higher power is trying to tell you something. Oh. <laughs> so a ghost. <laughs> was <right>. A ghost. <laughs> and in Chinese medicine, it's the lungs are tied to sadness and depression. Hmm. So you can do meditation and breathing exercises to fall back asleep. I think that
0: um, if... I don't really, I don't really, it's more, my issues are really more of an issue of falling asleep, but if I ever do wake up, um, in the middle of the night, it's usually that like three to
1: five. So you're upset about something. And again, I've noticed that. And like, if you wake up, this says between five and seven, but most of us are up by then. I am not. (laughs) Sometimes I'll wake up right at five, even though I don't have to, or I'm tired. And it says, um, you have some emotional blocks.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think that like, if I were to, again, it's not, um, my, my sleep issues are again, more to do with falling asleep, but like that three to seven, that would probably be where I have the most issues.
1: Mm-hmm. Like waking. I just up. think it's fascinating. Like again, in our culture, we really even sleep is more of a mind thing than a body thing, or vice mm. versa. But they're yeah. connected. Yeah, absolutely. And so even, you know, if your mind really can't shut off either to go to sleep or it's waking you up at night, it's really signaling. Mm-hmm. Probably there's something you need to be paying attention to during the day. It's really not to do with sleep at all. Yeah. Or like a physical problem that, you know, we're like, oh, we have to going back to the beginning, like we have to solve this physical problem when it might be like we've talked about anxiety or depression being a red flag, Mm -hmm. like your body's trying to tell you something and it might be coming out or presenting in sleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just really like it's just it's really fascinating to me because i think that as we get you know as we like learn more about the actual like link between our mental and physical health i think that we're like kind of understanding this a little bit more and even you know so one of my classes that i'm taking this semester that i'm really excited for um is social epidemiology and just like the readings for the first week was talking, it was like talking about how there's all these social factors, like social determinants that affect our health and yeah. that there really is a, and you've talked about this before, there's a really strong link between our emotional health and our adrenal glands, right? Right. And at, for those of you who don't know, the adrenal glands are what releases the stress hormone cortisol and cortisol can be helpful when you're under running away from a lion. (laughs) Exactly. When you're under acute stress, like running away from a lion, it can be really helpful. But if you have chronic stress, it can really just trash a lot of systems in your body.
1: Right. Because if you're continually releasing cortisol, at some point your adrenals can't keep making it. Yeah. And not only that, but cortisol is oxidative stress on your body. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of in a little way poisoning yourself. Yeah. And then your body stops making cortisol, which leaves you feeling very fatigued. Yeah. But anyway, all this to say sleep is definitely a mind body connection. Mm -hmm. And so if you've eliminated the physical reasons, And again, it's not because you're not taking sleep medication. That's probably not the reason why you can't sleep. There's physical things that affect your sleep. And then most likely if you've addressed those, there's probably some emotional things that your body's trying to tell you Yeah. and you can figure it out and then correct it.
0: Yeah. I think that. For me, I think a lot of it is the emotional side. I do think that we should do a podcast, though, about... We've talked about this before, Sarah, about how I'm very scared when it comes to meat preparation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I feel like we should talk about that just because, like, I do feel like... Especially because um, I've started lifting a lot when I go to the gym. And I feel like I'm definitely not getting enough protein that I need. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we should have a conversation about that because, yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not getting, I don't think I'm getting enough protein in my diet currently for the yeah. level of lifting that I'm doing.
1: For sure. That would be a good one.
0: Um, but yeah, but I think, I mean, maybe I think that that could be part of it, but then I do think a big part of it is just like my emotional stuff, especially just the anxiety that I feel often. <laughs>
1: every day (laughs) so really really winding down a lot earlier I think what I'm picking up from you is like even though you're making strides like you're cutting off caffeine Mm -hmm. or at least backing it off earlier in the day like an hour or so without a screen but you might have to just shift that early even earlier yeah um to really reset because again I truly believe like humans are, are still animals and we're tied to the earth and we're tied to the, the circadian rhythms. And so when we are trying to operate outside those, like our bodies are going to feel that no matter how evolved we think humans are, (laughs) we just can't get away from that natural. This is what our bodies need or, you know, just like our bodies can't really get away you know some of us need more sleep and some a little less but there's a certain threshold that everybody needs yeah even though they're functioning it might not be to their the greatest health
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i um again like i mentioned last week i have started to coach people on um a sleep module at my work where mm-hmm. you know you like talk about sleep issues that you have and this is something that i also really need to do better at but our our brain is really good at making associations associations (laughs) that's a hard word to say is really good at making associations between places and activities Mm. so like only using your bed as a place for sleep right well, sleep and sex, but those two things, yeah. right? Th- those are like the only things that you should be doing in the bed. Right. And
1: everyone's like, "Let's bring the TV in the bedroom and we'll yeah, lay down and watch TV and it actually, yeah, messes yeah. with your
0: brain and and like the more it and again, this is something that um I'm I'm going to try to be more intentional and mindful about. Um if you can't fall asleep within 15 minutes if you're just like laying there. And again, this is what I do all the time. Like almost every night I just like lay in bed and it's just like is circular thoughts, right. circular thoughts. If you can't fall asleep within 15 minutes, like getting up, right. And, like leaving the room and doing something. Right. Like, and it's better to read a book than look yeah, on your like phone. Um, like so that you don't associate your bed with like the frustration of not being able to sleep. Right. And, and again, that's me, when I
1: I'm trying to be more intentional about right, I do that too. Where I'm like I'm sitting there stewing and stewing and stewing, and like why am I? And part of me is like, well, at least I'm laying here resting. But then I realize I need to get up so I can stop the obsessive thoughts and like try to turn off my brain or like, you know, it'd be great to do a meditation. And okay, this is on a phone, but you can like go on the app and then turn the screen off and it's just the audio part but one of my favorite meditation apps is called insight timer oh and it has thousands of meditations for free and most of them are guided and they're anywhere from five minutes to 45 minutes and you can just like search like sleep meditations or you know forgiveness meditations or power med like whatever Mm you're hoping to get, it's like great. And it also has like a app or a timer on it where you can just like set as many, like for me, I'll do a 10 minute meditation and the first two minutes I try to do deep breathing. And then the next five, I think about one thing. And then the next five, I think about another and it will like, you can program a little chime when Mm -hmm. it's like five minutes and then you go into the next thought. Oh, cool. So it's free. It's not guided, but they have the timer to set it up however you like. So we are not being paid to say that. No. <laughs> but and I I know there's stuff on there that you can pay for, but it's not like most apps where there's only a couple of free things. It's yeah. like thousands of me- guided meditations from teachers, and there's talks and stuff on whatever. So highly recommended and. With that, I should probably run pretty soon. I think I have that app. I think I got that app already.
0: Cool. Um, I'll try to use it, utilize it more. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that we'll wind down. I, you know, I think I still got some work to do. Um, yes. But just for everybody who's listening, if you guys have sleep issues, hopefully this was helpful. Um, also, just know that you're not alone because I also have sleep issues <laughs>
1: and just remember there is probably a reason for it so if you have other like want us to problem solve with you post or write questions to our gmail Absolutely. address at empaths without borders at gmail.com yep. and we'll check that I'm trying to stay off facebook right now as much as i can but feel free to message me still i can get messages
0: yeah um and as always remember to, Follow, share, uh, like, review us. We still haven't gotten any reviews, although, um, I forgot that we had done this, but we did set up sponsorship for the, for our podcast and we did get a sponsor. Yes. So, you know, thank you to our sponsor, but no pressure. There's, um, there is a service that, um, you guys can sign up for where it's like a monthly donation to Sarah and I, to, I guess, keep doing what we're doing. Um, I forgot that we set it up. So kudos to our, was our sponsor. For, I know I was like, I was like, Oh, I forgot that we had actually even set that up. So I Not believe though. that it's, um, it gets automatically posted on the end of our descriptions for the podcast. So, okay. um, yeah, feel free to do all that. Also, apparently you guys can go to and borders at anchor slash anchor.fm and you guys can submit uh, voice recordings Ooh, for us. Oh, I love that. Yes, I would love to get one of those. Yeah, so feel free to do that as well. Um, I will make sure to post the link on the descriptions at the end. So Sounds good. Okay, all sounds right. good. Well, Sarah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your
1: day. Thanks, you too. I'm going to go shower and then take a nap. <laughs> I'm a, that might be a problem. If it's if you're taking a nap at three in the afternoon, I think I've pinpointed the issue. <laughs> no,
0: I, I actually, I can't nap. This is like, I, I can't nap during the day. It's impossible for me to actually nap. <laughs> okay. Well, I will talk to you later, Sarah.
1: All right. Okay. And I'll too. talk to
0: the rest of you guys as well. Bye. Bye.